And I'm Kamna. We are women who have struggled with body image issues and weight in one way or another. We want to normalize the struggles that we all face and find comfort in the fact that we are not alone. At the same time, we want to explore ideas that have worked for others to discover changes that might work for us. And at the end of every episode, we will create a call to action. And we encourage you to make your own call to action. So people often ask me how we got started doing a podcast. I get asked the same thing. That's so interesting. They're always like, what did you, how do you know, how did you know what to do? Yeah. It seems more complicated than it is. Well, you know we're the best. You're the brains behind all of this. Well, You're a genius. No, no. Thank you for saying that, but I'm not. It's just super easy. And you make it, when I'm, when you're, I'm watching you do all of this, I go, oh, I think I can do it. Yeah. So if you want to make a podcast, and anyone really can, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter where your setup is, no matter what it's like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. I think everybody should try it. Yeah. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. So that was www.spotify.com slash podcasters. Yes. Hi, Leah. Hi, Kamna. So we are talking about something that is so perfect for us today. I can't even stand it. It is a wonderful topic and it was very well-timed, don't you think? Yes, we're talking about disruptions. Disruptions, when things don't go as planned. Yeah, when uh, there's suddenly a hiccup in the road and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Oh no. Yes. Are you, do you deal well with them? Generally, yes. How about you? Uh, I think I'm a no on this one. Okay. Yeah. Not real surprising. <laughs> no. And, and I think, well, there's, I think of disruption. No, we'll get into it. I know. But I think there's two sides to disruption. I think there's like okay. disruption to your routine. And yes. then, oh my God, this just came up. Now what? Right. Kind of right. Right. And I think I'm better with, oh my God, this just came up. Now what? Versus disruption to my routine. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, I just meant that. I'm not surprised because we're just so opposite oh, to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like totally. So I think it'll be interesting to get into. So, but yes. that I need to hear about your non-call to action, call to action. So my call to action last week was not to make a call to action because I needed a little bit of a break. Mm. And, and then I thought about you a couple of times this week where Leo's like, that's still a call to action to, to relax and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way it was nice, but I think I still did a lot of stuff. I'm still 
trying to, I do my, I've eaten more salads and vegetables in the past, what, three weeks than I have in a long time. And I feel so good. And even what I did yesterday was I went to the store. I, I have a, a single lady for a few days. I bought a bunch of beautiful vegetables. I cut them up and I, I roasted love, them. Love that you put the analogy, the uh, adjective in there of beautiful. Go ahead. They were, they were beautiful. Go ahead. And I roasted them so I could prep them for different things. I'm going to have tacos with my roasted vegetables and a pizza with the roasted vegetables and maybe I'll eat them as a snack. So good for you. So, so even you in did my do a call to action. Well, even in my non-action, I still did my call to action. Yeah, you didn't relax and do nothing. I did. I sat on the sofa yesterday for four hours and did nothing. I was so tired. I just watched TV and did nothing. I really did nothing. I think that's good, though. Sometimes we need it. Yeah, I, I definitely did. I was exhausted. It's not that we do that all the time. And sometimes you need to honor your body. And if it's telling you it's exhausted then take the nap or, or figure out why. And if it's like, let me give an example. If you were running yourself ragged five days in a row, then you need to take your step back and say, okay, I can't do keep this behavior up. But if it was because you were traveling like you were, then of course it's a no brainer that you need to take that time. There's nothing to fix for you because it was, you were just tired from all the traveling and stuff. But I think you need to pay attention to that. If you're feeling tired every single day, then pay attention. Yes. You know, and I, I think I have these periods where I just come home, I sit on the sofa and I just veg out and I think I just need it. It's very important for my mental health and physical health. I just need it. I think I agree. Sounds good to me. So I am dying to hear about your seven realms. Yes. So I was going to put my seven realms or whatever dimensions or whatever you want to call them in order. Um, and I didn't do it on paper, but I thought Wait, about explain it. to me what it was that you were doing. I they forgot. were, um, I was trying to balance things out and see where my priorities are and where they're out of balance. And they're in general, I'll just remind everybody there, these are not in order, but they're family, social, spiritual, physical, which is your health material things like your, like a new couch or a new table, your hobbies and your career. So, um, I was walk. I did a lot of thinking about it while I was walking this week. And I realized that I have moved my health one up in my okay. list, which makes me feel really, really good. And I'm really, yeah. happy that. um, but which means something else had to be sacrificed, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what we so, talked about. Something has to give. Yeah. So I think my social slash community sacrificed, which I'm okay with right now. Yeah. So what, anyway, this is a very long way to say, I think what I realized is it's something that should be looked at at least every other month. Oh, interesting. And Why I do need you think to look at it month? and say, well, because let's say in like two months from now, it's September and I'm overwhelmed and I we're back in school and life is crazy. I think at that point, I need to really look at like my social and maybe I need to get out and go have lunch with a friend or, or, or looking at it a little bit differently. And I think it's something that needs to be looked at every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, I, mean? I think you're right. You have to reevaluate what's important in the moment. In because the moment, it, it could change. Yeah, absolutely. It could be. Yeah. Today, today, your family is important, and your family settles. So now you can concentrate on your health, and you know. So there's a lot of fluidity to this. Right. 
And there might be a time when honestly, like, I'm like, okay, my material things are super important right now. And maybe I'll need a new car or I'll need something. And it's like, that needs to shift and I need to give away, give somewhere else. So I think it's something to look at every once in a while. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And no, I did not ask my husband to look at it. <laughs> did you um, have any discoveries about yourself? Um, no, not, no, I don't think so. Just that I, I need to look at it more. And I'm actually proud of myself that I put my health up at number, like the number two slot. What was number one? Can I ask? My, my kids and my family. That's number one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Always. Yes. And I don't think yeah. that'll ever shift. I really don't, yeah. but it shouldn't for me, I think. Right. Yeah. So that's number one. And then my, so, um, my health and well being. And then I'm playing with what would go next would be the hobbies and, or the career, what I need to give more of my time to. And I think I'm okay with my hobbies, but I don't know. So I might shift that a little bit. Do you feel like you already do a lot and there isn't much time to add more? No, I could add more. I need to do more okay. time management. So yeah, we all can do that. Yeah. But then it would take away some hobbies. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't feel like there's enough time. Yeah, because even the downtime is still something that has to be done. Yeah, that I enjoy. My downtime, I enjoy doing my hobbies or whatever you you want to call it. So yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Let's jump into this topic. Yeah, and I think we need to start with the retreat we just had. Yes. Okay, do you want to start? Okay, let me start if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. So I, you guys, everybody that listens know that I'm up early at the crack of dawn and the day before Kamna had texted me and said her flight was delayed. And I was like, Oh Lord, this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't, I was already nervous because you had said that. Right. Yeah. And then eight in the morning, I look at, well, six in the morning, I look at my phone and there's nothing from you. And then at seven, there's still nothing from you. And I think it was like at eight that I'm like, you're, you're here, right? You're like, you're home, right? nothing from you, nothing. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is horrible. In the meantime, Nancy, our guest speaker messaged me. I really don't feel good. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's my allergies. I don't know. I'm going to give myself a bunch of allergy meds and get back to you. Can, is there a way to reschedule? And I'm like, Oh God, no, but now what? And then I text you again and still nothing from you. Okay. So go on, tell everybody to catch up to speed where you were. So I got home like one 30 in the morning. Cause the flight was so delayed and I was passed out when you messaged and then my phone's on do not disturb. So I didn't hear any of the pings. And then in the, and then I saw, and I'm like, I better text her. Cause she's freaking out. I can tell, I can tell she's freaking out. And then you told me about the speaker that, um, she wouldn't be able to make it. So I went into like fix it mode. Mm -hmm. And I had been thinking about stuff for our September retreat about things that I would like us to do. So I'm like, well, let's just shift gears and let's just do this instead. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, this stuff happens regularly in my life. There's always like a surprise waiting for me. So I was like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then it actually turned out to be really beautiful because we had the most interesting 
discussion about yeah. disruptions. And yes, so then it was perfectly timed because we just decided to go with the disruption topic. Yes. And that went all over the place, which is wonderful. I love when things go all over the place. And to cap it all off, in the middle of our meditation as we were wrapping up, the library announcer goes, oh, we're going to be closing in 15 minutes. And I was like, this yeah, is not really very zen. He didn't even just say a 15, like that. He went on like and talked for like a good solid minute, 30 seconds about your library card and materials. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that was the timing of that was just so, so unfortunate. Yeah. So it was, it was great. It was wonderful. One of those things where I initially was like, oh my God, now what? Well, by the way, I, in the moment I was dealing with, you may not be in town and our yeah. speaker's not there. Now yeah. what? So, now what do you do? Yeah. It creates a bit of panic for sure. It worked out and it was wonderful and it was beautiful. And I think everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. But that's the point, right? Stuff like this happens in life all the time. Yeah. And how do we react to it? How do we deal with it? How, we, how do we manage it? And at the end, how does it turn out? How does it turn out? Great question to ask yourself. Right, because if you look great. back, you're like, oh, it was fine. Yeah, I worried for nothing. How many times have you said that? A lot. I say that to my kids all the time. You've worried for nothing. That doesn't help anybody, Leah. Don't no, say I that know. anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. No, it's true though. We say that to ourselves all the time. You're worrying for nothing. It doesn't help. It's not helpful. I'm full of a lot of unhelpful comments, actually. <laughs> I really am, now that I think about it. Oh, anyway. All right. So where did you start with this topic? Um, I started with the definition of what a disturbance is. Okay, tell a me what it is. Sorry, a, disturb, a disruption. Okay. A, dis a disruption is a disturbance or problems which interrupt an event, activity, or process. Okay. So for us, it was a shift in our programming on Sunday. And Say that again. It interrupts our, an event. Activity or process. Ah, okay. I wrote those down. Those are important. Event, activities, or process. Yeah. Right. And then I was a little bit lost in terms of where to go. So I was thinking about my own life. And what are some things that are disruptions for me? Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my list that I made. Okay, good. I'm going to check off when we have the same, cause I did the same thing. Go ahead. Did you? Okay. Yep. When the power goes out. That never happens in my house, but it would definitely be a disruption. Wait a minute. You're saying you never lose power ever once in 16 years that I've lived here. Never. It has gone out one time. Knock on wood, baby. That's really I, good. No, I want, mm -hmm. I'm always want a power outage. Why? I'm a weird person. I love them. I think they're exciting and they're like cozy and yay, we can all cuddle and turn our phones off kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway. Well, your phone, yeah, it will still work, but you know, yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, go on. Um, When the power goes out. And, and okay. when my kids were home, that was always fun because, you know, we just yeah. play games or do whatever. Um, But it's terrible. I was baking a cake last week and the the lights were flickering and I was like, Oh, please don't go out now. Please don't go out now. Please don't go out now. I have to bake this cake. I can't have it. I can't have it happen. But it worked out. Um, when someone invites you out and it wasn't part of your plan. Yep. Spur of the moment plans I wrote down. Yes. Um, I also put COVID on there. 
mm-hmm. lockdown. Yeah. Sum- summer season change. Okay. I have weather. Yeah. 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 I, I, weather was a second one for me, but like when a season changes, suddenly you're like, can't walk outside or you can't go eat like your vegetables are maybe not as fresh or, you know, yeah. just like a lot of things are different. Weather was also there for me. If there's a sudden, we live in Ohio, so a snowstorm or a rainstorm or in Florida, every afternoon, there's these monsoon rains and the little streets get all flooded. And it's like, but it's in a half an hour, it's pretty much over. Wow. Um, I also wrote emotions, anxiety, fear, anything that like comes up for you that interrupts what you're doing. Okay. So I wrote down mood. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. And honestly, I was thinking my mood and, or someone else's mood will can disrupt my day. Oh yes. I didn't think about that, but that's right. Yeah. I shouldn't let it, but it's the same thing as some of the other things. Like I shouldn't let a rainy day disrupt my disrupt anything either, but we do. So, but someone else's mood can disrupt me anyway. I want to come back to this because I have a question about this. Okay. So what else do you have? Um, traffic. Oh, good one. Like if you're trying to go somewhere and there's a traffic jam and then, yeah, you know, stuff happens. Um, illness. Yep. Illness, injury. Yes. Yep. Lack of sleep is a disruption. Yes. When you, when you don't get enough sleep. Yeah. And then I put financial factors. Oh, that was good too. I didn't think of that one. Like suddenly you have to pay for a new furnish and then like you have to deviate funds to like, it's a disruption, you know, it's not part of your plan. Yep. Yeah. That's a really good one. The only other one I had on there was, um, all of a sudden your kids or your spouse are home and they, in the middle of the day, they weren't supposed to, or maybe your grandkids are coming over, but that would be spur of the moment. But, um, yeah, we pretty much had the same thing. Really? Yeah. That's a little shocking to me. I know. Look at us being winning. um, That's so fun. So my question was this. um, If you said that someone else's bad mood shouldn't affect you, why do you say that? Because I'm letting them have power over my mood now. But if you're, if you live in the same house as somebody, not like a stranger, but if okay. you live in the same house or a friend or a colleague, or a or someone, right. yeah, anybody that you're in constant contact with, why would their moods not affect you? Well, I guess I just give them too much power. I see. And it puts me, it changes my mood. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I do the same thing. Oh, Okay. It changes my mood too. So why, but, but I, I mean, I, I understand where you're going with this was like to ask me, like it should, right. In the grand scheme of things disrupt us. Well, I think that should and, and should not words, they are very judgmental towards us. Okay. okay. And I, I think that's not fair as, as a mom or as a female or as a person who feels things or is aware of other people, I am affected by moods. Yeah. If you were upset, I would be wondering, did I do something? Did something happen? Did I say something? In, even though maybe not nothing to do with me, 
I'm just going to be hyper aware. Like, are you okay? What can I do to help you? That is my personality. And I don't know that I want to change that. Well, and I, I, I agree with that. But when I'm, I'm thinking like, well, but what if you live with somebody or work with somebody or are constantly around somebody that is always a mood, you never know the mood. Well, that's true. That's hard to deal with. Yeah. I mean, that's a disruption. A huge disruption. Yeah. Huge. Well, and, but in some ways it's not a disruption because it's very predictable that they're going to be unpredictable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Anyway. All right. So what did you come up? Okay. So let me tell you this. Um, okay. I was trying to figure out a way when you have that disruption to get right back on. Right. And I, I really would. Two different articles said the same thing, which I did not like. If you really want to get back on, you'll find a way to get back on track. Okay, that's not helpful. That's so unhelpful. And that's the point of me saying, like, I didn't like it. And the same wording was in both of these articles. And I'm like, that is not helpful at all to me. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me that I don't really want to do something because there's sometimes I really want to do it, but I, I'm, my mind isn't there. Yep. Yep. So your mind is not there because you've had like a detour in your road. So suddenly mm -hmm. you're looking at a new scenery where, I mean, to use this analogy, but you're like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Right. So right. you're a little bit lost. And to get back to the main road, it's not like you can just turn around. Sometimes you have to take the detour. Yeah. And the detour sometimes is beautiful and you stop longer or sometimes it's horrible. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. But yep. I didn't like this one. It said expect and accept. What do you think that means? Well, to to sometimes plan for them. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're to always go, well, there probably is going to be something that comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And then to accept them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not worth dwelling on. It's cool. Let's move on kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yep. I don't know. Ever, well, when, when me and my, my sisters and I, we all got married within a year of each other, pretty close to it anyway. And I remember after each one of our weddings, somebody always said to me, what was the one hiccup? Cause there's always one at a, at a wedding. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, it's so funny. Like ex we expect it. And then we just accept it. Do you know what I mean? There was, um, I think that, I don't know if you watched sex in the city show. Mm -mm. <clears throat> there was a scene where People who watch it, they'll know, um, what's her name? Charlotte, she okay. is getting married for the second time and everything is going wrong and her dress gets a stain and something, something happens, something happens. And someone says to her in the bathroom as she's crying, trying to clean her dress. They said, the worse your wedding, the better your marriage. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting hmm. that you know, these hiccups, like you said, they will happen. And, and sometimes you don't want them because they just ruin the moment or the day or whatever right. it is. But does it really change what's going to happen down the road? That's I don't know. Question. Yeah. That scene was like, she's like, oh, all these things went wrong. Our marriage is going to be great. I like the thought of this. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you find to get back on or, you know? Well, even before that, um, I, I think I was reading a little bit about why do we get upset when there's a disruption to our routine? 
Oh, okay. Because I'm a person, I've told you, I'm routine. I know what's happening in my day. I like I have windows of scheduled mm. activities, even if it's sitting around, it's kind of scheduled in my brain. So if something disrupts that, why do I get upset? So responding with upset feelings may be a secondary emotion to fear in this situation. So getting disrupted also means being unprepared and the fear of losing control can lead to more anxiety. So it's what you were saying is if you don't have control over it, it just causes this anxious feeling within you. Yeah. And anxiety is such an emotion that it's, it doesn't have any rhyme or reason necessarily. Right. You can't say, oh, I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm happy. It's just a, a, a uneasiness that you get. Right. From, and, I, and I think that sometimes when that unexpected happens, it brings out your anxiety times 10. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just an uneasiness. And sometimes when you tell people, I'm just feeling anxious, they're like, oh, what do you have to feel anxious about? Everything is going great. I know. But, because anxiety is again, not a feeling. That's something that doesn't help people. No, it doesn't help people. <laughs> It, it doesn't, doesn't help people. It's not helpful. By the way, I'm being guilty of saying that, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's not helpful. So why do you say it? Because I don't know what to say to fix it. And I want to fix it. I want to fix how you feel. And I don't know how I'm aware that it's not helpful. And maybe that's what you say is, listen, I know this isn't going to be helpful, but there's really nothing to be anxious about. Well, I think the first part of what you said hits with me. Like, I know there's nothing I can do about this and I'm sorry that you're feeling anxious. Yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah. Because anxiety is not an emotion that you can, I don't know. I, I feel like as a person who has anxiety, it's hard for me to get back on track when I'm having an anxious moment, mm. unless I can start getting control of certain details. Yeah. I'm going to be anxious. Okay. So here I found this out, like, cause you said, and you're, once you're in that cycle, you, it's harder to get out. And it said, we really, one of the questions to ask yourself is, okay, how was, how did I get motivated in the beginning? Like ask right. your with that one. And that may be helpful. Um, and it also said, well, the one thing I was reading said, it's always easier to get back on track. If you find something to be excited about, which I yes. never thought of that. Yes. I there never looked been... at it. Like, what can I get excited about right now? There have been times um, where I'm just feeling like blah, especially in the middle of winter when it's so dark and gray. And then I realize I need to like schedule some trips because then I have something to look forward to exactly what you're saying that, oh, I'm going to be going on a trip in March or April or whatever it is. And then I have like, I'm looking forward instead of looking down, you know, uh, not, I think that's right on the nose. Yeah. So important. I didn't, I've never thought of that though. Like that would be, would be very beneficial to getting back on track after a disruption is looking for something that's exciting. Anyway. Have you had any examples of your, either a daily life or a big event where you felt disrupted? Um, gosh, I'm, I'm, yes, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What about you go while I'm thinking if you have one? Well, I mean, the one that comes to my mind right away, even though this wasn't a, that big of a deal, 
but I was driving to work one day and I stopped for bicyclists because someone said, you know, you need to stop um, because they have to cross and you're, it's, you're supposed to stop. <clears throat> and uh, I got hit from behind because I think the girl was on the phone and she didn't see. So she slammed into me. And at that time I was driving my van. So I didn't have a lot of damage or so, or so I thought, but I was stuck there for a good hour and a half and I was supposed to be at work. Right. And it was one of the days that it was actually early. So it was a little annoying that here I am going to be on time. And now this happened. Yeah. And you know, then I'm like, do, can I drive my car? Do I tow my car? What am I supposed to do? Cause I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to like do anything. So somebody called the police, they helped us right. exchange information, took pictures. Um, I made it to work in a, a respectable time. And then, uh, I went to get the car repaired and they're like, it's going to take six weeks because there was actually substantial damage because her car had gone underneath my van. So the whole trunk was bubbled in. Oh, God. So, and it was sounding weird. So that, that was a disruption. Another disruption, to, right. You have to drive a rental car around and you're like, this is not part of my plan. I have stuff to do. I can't do, handle this right now. This is time away from things I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But it had, it had to be done. Yes. That's a disruption. That's a, that's a big disruption. Yeah. Right. And it's like, God, how do I get back to the old cop, like the old person you were? Like, how do I get back to that when you're dealing with all of this and you have a rental car? You just yeah. automatically feel out of routine when you're not in your own car, yes. right? Yes. Like, even if you woke up and you did everything the same, the simple fact that you're getting in a car that isn't your own throws you way off of whack. Yeah, because you're like, I don't know how to turn on the air and I don't have my snacks that I have. I try telling this to my husband. If he, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that whenever there's something with my car, he takes it and he does it himself and he fixes it. But anytime I have to drive his car, I am all out of whack. And I try to explain this to him. He's like, it's our car. It's, it's still, I go, it doesn't matter. Like my whole, mo my whole mental being is totally thrown off when I am not in my yes. car. I agree. He can't get that. I don't know why, but he just doesn't get that. And, and it is, it's a big disruption. It's something as simple as he's taking it to get an oil change throws me completely off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Does. But I, I got this. Well, I got a couple of things to say about like routine. My morning routine is down. It is down. It has been down for like, um, forever, like just how it is. It's always been this way. And if somebody gets up early, it throws me off. Oh, okay. You get up early. I'm like ticked off. I'm like, really? Did you have to get up early? Like, I mean, you could be in the best mood in the world when you get up, but I'm like, ugh, now my whole, there's a whole shift in what I was going to do, what I was going to think about, what I was going to drink in my coffee, the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. All of it. But I did some research on that because it was bothering me. Like, why does that bother me? And routines help us function. Okay. Yes. What they do is they help conserve your energy so that you don't have to dedicate any time towards anything else. And it helps get you to the goal of the day. So when I have my routine, it's already down. I'm conserving all of my energy because I already know I'm doing it. So now I have energy to focus later on in the day towards other things. Mm -hmm. So when it throws me off, somebody wakes up in the morning and is talking to me while I'm trying to do what I get done in the morning. 
Now I now have to find energy throughout the day to get that part done. And I never I thought of it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes total sense. So when something is disrupted, it it requires more energy in the other part of the day to yeah. the thing that was, am I explaining it right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, let me ask you about another disruption to you. Okay. So you have, still have kids at home. Yeah. And when they're out of school or when they go back to school or they have summer break, does that, is that a disruption for you? Yeah. Everything is a disruption. Yeah. But I feel like my entire summer is an, is just a big ball of disruption. Really? The whole summer is just a big ball of disruption. Yeah. So how do you, do you have a routine then in summer? No, I don't. And I was trying really hard to get one and I just don't think it's going to happen. So I need to kind of just let that go and realize that it's okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Which also makes sense and why I tell every single person that I've ever met that the hardest time of the year for me to stay on track with my weight is in the summer. Really? It's not November and December during the holiday season. It's not October during candy and Halloween. It's, it is the summer. And I think why? because the entire summer is just a big ball of disruption. So do you think the disruption makes you not stay on track or is it yeah. another reason? No, I think that the disruption just leads to more distractions and I'm, my, my energy is now going to this. And then how do I get back to the way it was? Like, I think it's just a big running out of energy. Yeah. From lack of Yeah. I was thinking about this in terms of for a while, it was on a good trend with weight wise and um, fitness wise and just on track and then I don't really know what happened besides like COVID and lockdown and then really the big disruption for me was when my kids went back to their normal lives and then I was here alone again not being mom and just like by myself and my husband and that was a disruption for me the other way I know it's happy because obviously everybody should get back to their lives but I, we had set up a pretty good routine while they were home and we did a lot of fun things and we had actual good quality time because there was nowhere else to go, nothing else to do. Even though there was all the anxiety of, do we have enough toilet paper and do we have hand sanitizer and are we yeah. cleaning our groceries? And that was a huge disruption to our life, huge, mm. but it impacted like you, you don't go to the gym anymore and you work out at home and. Um, you can take a walk in the neighborhood, but you need to stay away from people. And like that, everything was disrupted. And then you found a routine and then it went back to the yes. way. It, and then you were floundering for another routine again, basically. Yes. And then I, that was a, <clears throat> a harder adjustment to go back to, you know, when I, I'm responsible for just myself and obviously my husband too, but he's an adult, so it's different. Yeah. But when I'm just responsible for myself, it's harder for me to get motivated to get back into routine when I don't have any outside uh, motivations. Wow. I could, oh, I see this by the way, but I'm also thinking of somebody that we know um, that is using this as her selfish time and loves calling it that and is so motivated to be like in that spot where you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Loving it. It takes a while to get back into it, but it, yeah. it, it is like suddenly 
oh, here you have a hard right turn. And I, what am I doing now? I don't know. Mm. So how are you going to get it excited again? I mean, it took me a while once they left because it's been what, two years since they've been back to their lives and they're happy because they have stuff to do. Yeah. You know, but um, I was just missing them and they're a really good company and they're fun and funny. And um, it took me a while, but I had to like set up basically a new routine. Yep. And I couldn't go back to what I was doing before. And that is also a disruption because what was working before is now not working. Yeah. So you have to accept that. Yes. And that's hard. That is hard. Cause you're like, Oh, yeah. I was successful when I was doing X, Y, and Z. And now that's not working. Right. Because it's different. So accepting it is really what I'm hearing. Yeah. And you know, something that came out of our, uh, our retreat was, and I've really latched onto this concept and this analogy was a toolbox analogy. And I don't know why, but it, it has hit me in a way that's very deep. So what I mean is if we, everybody has a toolbox of things they use to manage their life, to do their routines, to handle stress, whatever it is, you have tools that you use. Some, for some people it's meditation, for some people it's activity, for some, for you, it's your morning routine. You need it to maintain like, calmness and sanity yep. but the problem is when we don't update our tools and I thought that was such an interesting concept no I remember thinking the same thing like we're like yes you can use a hammer and nail yes. and build something but man there's so many better tools out there now yes and maybe a hammer worked before but maybe that won't work now so maybe going to the gym worked for me before but maybe I don't like that anymore. Right. Maybe I need a new workout. Maybe whatever you're doing right now isn't working and you need to change something and get a new yes. tool. Yeah, new tool, an a updated tool. tool, a power tool, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. I just love that concept of, you know, changing the things that we use to help us to, to keep our routines but having the flexibility to say, you know what, this is not working anymore. Right. I need to rethink this. It kind of is like that old saying that people say, if it's not fixed, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. But we're saying opposite. Like just, it's not broken, but it's not working. Yeah. And I almost even believe that even before it's broken, maybe it needs updating. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it doesn't feel like such a disruption. Right. I mean, I mean, think about it in the terms of like, like I'll, I'll give you a, a, this is a super silly example, but it, it's along the lines of what we're talking about. Like my husband noticed our dishwasher has been working fine, but he noticed he doesn't think the temperature is getting up to where it should be. Okay. It is not broken, but we definitely need to work on the tool. We need to change the tools to get it back to where it needs to be or else. Yeah, we do need a new one. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. It's not broken, but we still need to fix it. Absolutely. It That's needs adjustments. Yeah, we need adjustments. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Which I'm fine with making adjustments. I really, I think that's what all this entire podcast is about. It's what all of our call to action sessions are about is it's making adjustments. Well, it's, and I think the, the beauty of this is you, we try things, some things work, some things don't. 
So we are constantly evaluating, does this serve me? Does this not? And if it doesn't serve me, then I need to find something else. Yeah. And that's, that's really the beauty of the call to actions because we're experimenting and we're trying and we're trying to figure this out. And it's a, man, it's a pain sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. It's you wanted pain. to use a different word. I know. I did. I wanted to, <laughs> I did. I cleaned myself up for you all. Anyway. Um, so the, the list that I found for maybe a way to deal with this is when you have a disruption to reevaluate short and long-term priorities, which I think we were just kind of talking about. Okay. Don't let it fall apart. So just because it's a disruption doesn't mean it's the end of the world. <clears throat> I like that one. I think that's I, a I, really good one to remind yourself. Okay. This is not a reason to fall apart. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, this one I thought was a really interesting, let people know about their situation. So if it's a, even a big one, or it, let's say my car situation, I can, I let people know, look, I had an accident. I'm going to be late. This is what's happened. So they, they don't create their own story. They know what's happening. So they either can help me or offer sympathy, empathy, whatever. Yeah. Um, adapt your process. So similar to what we were just saying about maybe you need a new way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And the last one is, and which I'm, I'm going to share something about myself, but look at the disruption as a gift and be grateful. You, you told me that before we started recording and I was really fascinated with that. And I think it's amazing. I've never done it. So I can tell you there have been times where, um, so I was working for a nonprofit group doing their media and communications and um, their, their whole operation changed. So I said, you know, it's not a good fit for me. So I quit, but probably for six months, I was really sad. I was like upset that this thing that I loved so much and I was really de dedicated to now is gone from my life. And I got another job and that job led me to where I am now which is working as a health coach. And if I look at all the steps that have happened, those disruptions and the, the rejections from other jobs, they were served a purpose to get me to where I am now. And I don't think I could have asked for a more fulfilling, uh, path. not even a job. Yeah, path. Yeah, that's a better word, path. It's so fulfilling to me, but it's a blessing in disguise, because if the, all those other things didn't happen, I might be in the wrong place. Um, so everything happens for a reason type of thought. And hey, yeah. whatever this disruption is, something good is going to come out of it. We just got to be patient. Yes. Yes. And it, it doesn't mean you won't get upset. You might be upset in the moment, of course. And you might be afraid or anxious or whatever your emotions are. And that's okay. Yeah. But we really have to focus and it, it's a great, it's a great um, tool to what's the word I'm looking for. When you change it up, you um, you're turning it around. You you're know changing your perspective. That thanks you perspective. Like that's really important. I think for a lot of us to remember when things don't come the way we want and we're disrupted, we have to put it yes. into perspective and change it up a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that helps us get us over the hump. Yeah, maybe it does. I'll have to pay attention to that now. 
And I maybe I, I have thought of things in the positive way, but I don't know if I have. I really don't know if I've consciously done it anyway. Oh, like well, been like, well, this disruption is probably going to give me something good. I just don't know what yet. I think when you're so close to it, you can't see it. You need to be a little yeah. removed from it to really appreciate it. Right. Some disruptions do bring po- positivity, no matter what. Like you know, you're planning on doing nothing, and someone calls you in the appliance. It's like, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, that is true. You know? There are. That is true. I didn't think about that. There are good disruptions. There are good disruptions, but I think we are so focused on this, the zeroing in on the bad ones that we don't pull out the good ones. Enough. I agree. Yeah. We're not like, this is a good disruption. Yeah. That was we fun. That was a nice yeah. detour. Yeah. We don't do that enough. I don't do that enough. You're so right. You're so right. So it is important. Yeah. So, so do you have a call to action? I do have a call to action. I do. Um, and really what it came down to was uh, during our call to our um, retreat on Sunday, we did a goal setting section on a goal pyramid. And one of my routines that I want to make happen was to um, get a serving of vegetables in a container the, at night before. So I automatically know today I'm going to eat this container of broccoli or this container of peppers or this container of whatever my vegetable is going to be. And I was trying to figure out how to make that a routine. And I thought about something that I had heard on another podcast. It's called, um, and it was really about figuring out if you're a lark, a night owl, or a third bird. And a lark is just a morning bird, like a bird that wakes up. It's just a prettier way of saying I'm an early bird. I like Mm -hmm. saying a lark. Um, A night owl, we know, is somebody who stays up all night, you, right? And then the third bird is that person that is most, most active, like gets the most done between like 11 and two. Like I would say my mom, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was about knowing that because that's your strength. So then I realized it's like, I'm trying so hard to make a routine at seven o'clock at night. That is not who I am. Yes. So my goal, this, my call to action this week is to get my vegetable for the day that I'm going to eat throughout the day or whatever, ready while my coffee's going. Oh, that's so smart. So yeah, like a duh, like, yeah, but that's that it. That is really because smart. I'm not, I keep trying to, I keep making it at night and I'm getting disrupted and something's happening and the disruption is coming over and over and over. And it's like, God, why can't I get this? Well, because that's not my strength. Is never, I'm never going to be able to make a successful 7 p.m. routine. It's just not. Yeah. You texted me back at 8.30 and I was shocked. I, I was half asleep, by the way. It wasn't I was right. like, I text you sometimes because I'm like, oh, she'll see it when she wakes up. I, I'm asleep. But you texted me back and I was like, oh my God, what happened? That's just happened where somebody was texting me. Hello? Hello? And I, the next morning I was like, I was in bed and I just don't believe, I don't think they believe me. Oh yeah. And I felt horrible. I'm like, Oh, they probably think I was lying and I was ignoring them. And I really wasn't, but anyway, no, I I like that. You're going to lean into your strengths. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, what about you? What's your call to action? Okay. So I was struggling with what my call to action was going to be. And you were kind of talking me through some things and something that occurred to me is um, I've had this cough, which is seasonal for me because when the air quality is really bad or dust or dander is very high I cough and it when I cough then it makes my throat hurt which makes me cough more it's like a whole loop Um, and what I've been doing because it's a disruption like especially if I'm talking to somebody 
I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I feel like I'm disrupting them and I'm disrupting their peace or their environment or whatever it is. And I'm not sick. So it's not like I can say, oh, I'm spreading germs to you. I'm just, it's a noisy cough. So what I decided in talking it out with you was I'm going to stop saying I'm sorry. Because it is a disruption and I don't mean to do it. I don't mean to offend you, but it I cannot control it. I, I'm this is intriguing to me because I I you're only really annoying certain people, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, like the people that you're really around, and like you're like you're do like if you're talking to a bunch of people, if you start coughing, you're gonna not say you're sorry. I'm I'm not going to. I, I'm not give you an example. I. I was on the plane and I told the lady next to me, look, I'm really sorry that I started with, I'm look, I'm really sorry. I have a cough. I'm not sick. I have allergies. She's like, I love oh, that honey. you did that, by the way. I think that's really nice of you that you did that. Well, anyway. I didn't want her to freak out that, right. oh God, this lady has some disease that I'm going to catch. So how did but she respond? She's like, oh, honey, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And she was so sweet and so nice. And I don't need to say sorry every time I'm coughing. Right. Because it is a disruption, but I'm not doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and life happens. I think that is very interesting. So you're not going to apologize for something that is just what's going on. Yes. I'm not going to, I might say, you know, I don't know what I would say. Would there be something to say? Nope. I could just explain. I have allergies. No, coffee. I don't even think you need to, do you? No, I don't know. Because some people will get worried about a cough well I think this is good for you to pay attention to and see like maybe there are situations that warrant an explanation and situations that it's like no this you don't you don't need to it's not your business yeah maybe you can be like this is HIPAA you don't need to know this is not going to get on here oh that's so funny I mean this will be interesting I'm I'm excited for that one so yeah I think I need to do that because I know every time I cough, I say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I should, I saw somebody from a different podcast. I think it was Mel Robbins. Uh, she does a podcast. I don't remember the title of it, but she said, stop saying, sorry. You need to shift the focus away from yourself to the person in front of you. So if you're late, you say, I'm sorry, I'm late. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm late. Say, thank you for waiting for me. And it should, puts the focus on them, which is, much more appreciative and grateful that's what you could say thank you for being patient with my cough yes yeah thank you for understanding that this is an annoying cough yes that's a beautiful way thank you for understanding that this is so annoying to me right now yes I agree I think that's going to be profoundly impactful to me I'm not going to feel so bad okay I love it thanks for working it out with me all right. Anytime. I didn't even know I did that. I really didn't. So you did. All right. Well, have well, a great week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. 
or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna.